I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Turns out that that official was actually asking Mike Evans for his phone number, as we found out today. Because Mike was trying to get some golf lessons, and the official knew his buddy, uh, or had a buddy, who is a big-time golf pro. Yeah, sure, that's it. Can I just, can I give you a brief example of how I think that conversation started? Please do. When you get a call from the league office, and you are two officials, you have a conference call, who were seemingly going over and asking Mike Evans to sign something after the game. That's at least what the video looked like. The conversation starts with this. Hey, dumbass, what are you doing? <laughs> Even if you're going and giving, getting his phone number, can you do it behind closed doors? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Do it in the tunnel. Nobody sees it in the tunnel. Yeah, I don't understand why... <laughs> First of all, we knew that they weren't going to find anything, right? Yeah. This investigation was going to be much ado we about nothing. We found no wrongdoing the whatsoever. NFL, the NFL has a shortage <laughs> when it comes to officials, right? They're not going to suspend or fire referees that are competent just because they asked for an autograph in the tunnel. And for what it sounds like, because he's an A&M alum, it would make sense that he would want Mike Evans' autograph. I get that. I don't I, – I, and I also understand how it could be a slippery slope. But here's the thing. We knew when they said that they were going to look into this – that they weren't going to find anything. So I don't know why anybody is surprised <laughs> of the findings and the more bizarre explanation that we got after the fact. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, it is one of the best podcasts out there. All the Smoke, Matt Barnes, hosted along with Steven Jackson. He is an ESPN, uh, ESPN NBA analyst, and Matt joins us right now. Matt, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well, fellas. Thank you for having me. Matt, before we even get started with talking about anything on the court, I got to commend you on the first episode of the new season that y'all did with Ice Cube. That was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And Cube's breakdown of how he turned the kids of his initial fans into fans of his work in uh, in movies, that was awesome, man. So shout out to you for being able to do that. Man, I appreciate that. You know, our, our goal is always to try to humanize our guests the best way we can. You know, obviously, you know what Ice Cube is great at, but being able to show that other side and the business mind and the advocate and the father that he is is, is always stuff we strive for with our guests. So I appreciate, uh, you know, you enjoying that episode. Absolutely. Now, Matt, something I'm not enjoying is this start that my Lakers are getting out to. And I know you're a former player on <laughs> oh, the team. You're, you're close to that organization. Is there a way to be able to navigate around it? Matter of fact, let me walk that back. Matt, if you're a player on this Lakers team and you're seeing Russell Westbrook not necessarily fit into what Darvin Ham, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are trying to do, how do you navigate that issue as you're trying to get your season back on track? Oh, man, I wish I had an answer for that. Um, you know, there's just a lot of going on. And, and, you know, working at ESPN for a long time now, whether Lakers are good or bad, you know, they're a topic of conversation. It seems like when they're bad, they're even more of a topic of conversation. So I just think the constant 
outside noise, um, the fan base who is, you know, constantly booing him, you know, the, 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 the internal battle um, with himself. You know, obviously I kind of feel like it's, he's over-criticized, but also feel like he plays a part in some of the criticism from a standpoint of we all know what, this guy's been great for, you know, the majority of his career, first bout Hall of Famer, you know, a bunch of different records. But to me, the one, if, if I could have a knock on him, is he didn't, his, his game hasn't aged. And I say that from a standpoint of once, you know, your athleticism and your quickness starts to go, how do you reinvent yourself? Because obviously he still has talent. He just hasn't been able to, you know, find that second gear um, that most point guards when they get older kind of find. You know, you look at someone like Chris Paul, who obviously, you know, 37, 37 years old, he's been able to downshift and pick and choose his spots and use his mind to still be just as effective as he ever has. And, you know, we haven't been able to see Russ do that. Now, whether he doesn't have that or this is just a bad fit, you know, you can argue both ways. But that would be my only knock on Russ is he just hasn't been able to kind of find what, how do I reinvent myself at this point in my career that's going to be both beneficial not only for myself but the team. Matt Barnes, All the Smoke podcast, ESPN NBA analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Matt, just from the personality standpoint right now, uh, it it's pretty clear Russ doesn't want to be there. It's pretty clear that it doesn't that the Lakers don't seem to want him there. At what point is it just better off for the Lakers to tell him to stay home if that is a point that comes? This is a tough decision, you know, by the organization, by the head coach. Um, for us, um, it's just tough because, again, you're thinking, man, I'm coming home. I'm playing with AD and LeBron. I got a chance to win a championship, you know, in my hometown. And it just hasn't really translated to that. Um, you know, it's kind of been anything but that. So, you know, it, it's really a tough call, you know, because obviously Russ still feels like he can play and, and, and has something left in the tank. Um, but this, to me, was never really a good fit for Russ's style of play, considering he's a ball-dominant guy and he's coming to a team who is the ultimate, you know, player in, in LeBron James, who obviously dominates the ball as well. So at this point, you know, I, I wish, you know, if, if any of us had the answers, I'm sure we would be the first one to call Darvin Ham and tell him, you know, hey, this is what you need to do. But it's going to be tough to see how that works out, you know, because, again, this guy is such a competitor. Um, I know they want to see good things happen, good things haven't happened. So it's just going to be one of those uncomfortable conversations that needs to be had, whether, hey, you know, you're going to be coming off the bench or, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and let you, you know, step away and be with your family until we find something to do with you. So neither one of those conversations are easy, but, you know, the people in charge get paid good money to make these kind of decisions. So we're going to have to sit back and see what that decision is going to be. And, again, I know it's not going to be an easy call one way or another. Matt, would it be worth it to him if somebody was willing to make the deal to give up those two first-round picks that we all talk about in 27 and 29 uh, in order to to get Russ to a place where he's happier and they're able to move on? Or do the Lakers need to hold on to those for the future? I mean, I just think the, the one an, – another thing that I kind of think is unfair to think that Russ is the, the, the problem, the, the, the only problem. And if Russ was gone, this team is the best team in the NBA because it's far from that. You know, this is a poorly built roster – uh, not sure who, you know, no one really knows who to blame for that. Um, this team, you know, again, it, 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 you know, they don't have any shooting. So if you're able to trade, you know, 
Russ and some picks, like what all, are you going to get back enough? You know, again, trading Russ is what they want to do, but to give up those two first round picks, are you going to get enough back in exchange to really make an impact and make it worth trading those picks? Um, or do you hang on to the, you know, go you, again, you never want to race to LeBron year, especially he's getting, you know, at, at the age he is, but you know, come this off season, they'll have, you know, a, a max contract, to, to play with and, and the ability to have some flexibility to kind of restructure this roster if they can go through a long, ugly season to hang on till the mm. summertime. But, you know, if that's the case, it's going to be a tough year out here in L.A. for all of us. <laughs> so Damn. we'll kind of just have to wait and see what these guys want to do and if they're able to make moves at the trade deadline or, you know, there's going to be a lot of solid players that are going to be up you know, come trade deadline that the, the teams are going to try to unload. So I think it's really just more of a waiting game. And we all only are three games into the season. So I don't know how much more people need to see or want to see, but they're going to have to see some more until this team can figure out what to do. Talking with ESPN NBA analyst Matt Barnes on Candy and Carlin. And Matt, real quick one for you. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies were a team that was really good last year. Um, they seem like they're out to another great start, a three and one mark through their first four games this year. And a lot of that has to do with John Moran, who's averaging 35 and seven. If he stays healthy, is this a guy that you would expect to be in the MVP conversation at the end of the year? Absolutely. Uh, not only MVP, but possibly lead the league in scoring. Uh, this wow. guy continues to improve and he's a dog. And I, I was talking about it today. This is, this Memphis Grizzlies kind of embodies this new wave of NBA that I think is on the way. A bunch of young guys that love to play hard. They found their identity. They dance on the court. They gather around and take pictures after. Like, they really enjoy themselves. And, and you know, as, as a father that, that is in the AAU game, you kind of see this wave coming. And I think this is going to be the first team of really what the NBA is going to turn into, which is, a, you know, a young, fun league. The guys that are not only playing well, but also having fun while doing it. Um but with that said, I, yeah, I definitely see John Morant being in the MVP conversation. I definitely see him, you know, being a top two or three scorer um, in this league, if not the number one scorer. So he's definitely on a mission, not only for individual accolades, but obviously the team success, I know, is which is mo- most important for him. Matt, appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. All right. Have a good one, fellas. Matt Barnes, co-host of the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and, of course, ESPN NBA analyst, you recommended that episode, and I need to load it up for the ride home later. Man, with I'm, Ice Cube. I'm telling you, man, it was awesome to do it. They, they did a deep dive into Ice Cube's entire career and what he's up to now and his Laker fandom, and it is just an amazing episode. I mean, I know I'm a Lakers fan, so yeah. there's that common thread there, but it was a really, really well done episode. And that I guess that's why they rolled it out there for their season premiere. But yeah. it was dope, man, to have those two guys sit down and chop it up with Ice Cube. Those guys do a phenomenal job yeah. on that podcast. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The World Series is on ESPN Radio. It begins on Friday, my friends, presented by AutoZone, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Up next, why one NFL team is looking to repeat history at the trade deadline. Maybe hearing some whispers about something. We'll discuss next, Canty and Carla, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Less than one week from this very second is the NFL trade deadline. That is that is Tuesday, November the 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And now we have teams that uh, get very involved in the market compared to what we used to see. And maybe it's going to be a little bit more active this year than it has been in years past, we've seen the last couple of years, there's definitely been an uptick. Yeah. It is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So as you look at it right now, we saw the Jets as buyers last night with James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars at running back after they lost Brees Hall the other day. That's correct. Who are the other teams that you are looking at right now as buyers? As buyers? Yes. Oh, I mean, there are, there are a lot of teams out there that need help in different areas of their squad. I would say, off the top of my head, as a buyer, the Minnesota Vikings should be aggressive. Mm-hmm. This is a team that should be going for it right now, especially with Green Bay going through what they're going through. I know it's the first year in head coach Kevin O'Connell, but this is an opportunity to go for it, man. Doors I mean, open. You have one of the most complete offenses in the NFC. Why not take advantage of it? you got a 5-1 and one record. This is the time to fortify that defense. Add some help on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe you look at bringing in another pressure player on the interior of that defensive line. I think that you could add a secondary piece. There's a lot that you can do, but I would be going for it if I'm the Minnesota Vikings organization, that new front office and coaching staff. I'll give you two. The first one is something you and I have talked about quite a bit. Mm. The Ravens. The Ravens need a little bit of help. Could use a little bit of help in the secondary. Oh yeah, oh, a little yeah. help in the Every, secondary. Everybody could use help in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the Ravens. You know, JPP was a nice addition, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like the Ravens just need a little bit more help defensively that would alleviate some of the concerns when it comes to fourth quarter giving it up. Yeah, I I think that's one, and this is gonna surprise you maybe a little bit. I'm looking around the NFC. Why shouldn't the Rams buy? Why shouldn't the Rams buy? Because I'm looking at the Eagles and the Cowboys, and then who else? I got the Seahawks sitting in front of me, 
okay? I got the 49ers are three and four right now. They just got thumped. I got the Bucks. What are they? They're three and four, but in first place. Mm-hmm. Am I scared of the Vikings? No. If I get Brian Allen back this week and I get a little more help in the pass rush, is it possible that I could do some real damage again? We we got into this a little bit earlier in the year. If you're the Rams, you almost have to double down on it at this point. Yeah, it's your organizational philosophy, right? Yeah. F them picks. And, and you are you have, a- you have to go after. You don't have depth, and you got a lot of places where you could use a little extra boost. And sometimes that comes in the form of a guy that can be a force multiplier. Maybe you can't fix all of the issues that you have, but maybe you can get a guy that addresses one of those issues that helps mask another one. I'll give you I'll give you a guy. Okay. We talked about and you don't think he should get moved. One guy that has been discussed a little bit, Adam Schefter mentioned him for the Jets last night, Jack Conklin, but the other one is Laramie Tunsil. Mm. What about the Rams getting a little more help on the offensive line or and this is one that I would not be shocked at. What about the Rams going back and repeating history, going to the Broncos and getting Bradley Chubb, who is a free agent at the end of the year, much the same way that Von Miller was last year. And they need help in the pass rush. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. Difference-making players, both of those guys. No doubt about it. The the price on Laramie Tunzel would concern me. Yeah. Because that's a guy that's been traded for a lot of first round picks. I, I don't I don't know that he gets let go for first. It's probably easier or let me say cheaper for the Rams to go after a Bradley Chubb than a Laramie Tunzel. Okay, so in you, terms of compensation going back to the other team. Would you give the two and the three like they did last year for Von Miller for Bradley Chubb? Oh, He's yeah. got five and a half sacks. Oh yeah. I mean, because that that's what closed out the Super Bowl for yep. the Rams, that pass rush. Absolutely. On Joe Burrow's tail. So yeah, I, I absolutely would do that. Get another book in to go with Leonard Floyd and A D. And if you're the Broncos And that makes tra- everything on the back end of your defense that much better. You're the Broncos, you traded away all those picks last year this past offseason, to get Russ, you get a couple of them back, and you paid Randy Gregory. So you're going to pay you're going to pay him too, meaning uh, uh, Chubb. Chubb? I don't know about that. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, you can never have enough pass rushes. If you're the you Broncos... You can never have enough pass rushes. Chris, if you're the Broncos, should you sell off right now? I would consider it. You're not winning this year. You're not winning this year. I'll tell you two things. You're that, not winning this year, yeah. but here's the problem with selling off. The identity of this team is on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And now you're taking a pretty big piece away from that defense. I don't feel great about doing that. But, I mean, they made their bed when they traded for Russell Wilson and gave him that contract. So it's going to be a point of transition for this team. I am not going to be shocked if you see the Rams in heavy if Bradley Chubb were to get moved. And I also think, just talking to people around the league, that you could definitely see the Nathaniel Hackett axe drop if they were to lose this week. Yeah, I think that's that's coming sooner than later. And I remember what Jeff Darlington said in terms of wanting to give a first-year head coach the entire year with as bad as it looked with a new ownership group. I think this is an opportunity for them to set a tone. They could hit a reset button right before the deadline. I'm going to throw two teams out there for you right now that should be sellers at the deadline. Go. The Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Are you trading away any of those defensive linemen? Deron Payne. In the last year of his rookie deal, you've signed Jonathan Allen to an extension. You got Montez Sweat. Chase Young is coming back at some point. You can't pay all of them. Nope. So at some point, 
one of those guys is the odd man out. I think it ends up being Deron Payne. And then, wait for it, the Indianapolis Colts. With benching Matt Ryan and going with Sam Ellinger, ain't it time to start selling off some of those pieces? I would think so. Ain't it, ain't it about that time? Kenny Moore the second. He wanted a new contract this offseason. Everybody needs cornerback help. Pro Bowl guy right at the deadline could make a lot of sense. Let me ask you this. What's up? They just went this offseason to get him. Would you turn around and trade in Gakwe? Got three and a half sacks so far this year. I would think about it. I would too. It's not untouchable. I would think about it. I would too. And, they, and remember, they got Quiddy Pay on the other side. Yeah. So and he's been. Listen, we, up, ain't, we ain't winning no games right now. No. So so what? No. What are the desirable pieces that I have that other teams are going to want? Mm-hmm. Cornerbacks and pass rushers. You can never have enough of them. Teams are going to go after those guys. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We. We're already robbed of perhaps the best individual matchup of the young season in the NBA, but still must-see TV. We'll tell you what we're talking about next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. We are shaping up your little play of the day. That is coming in just moments. Who knows? Maybe another pr- primetime parlay that would have paid off if you had listened last night. Because we knocked it out of the park again. I mean, we're trying to help you make money. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. If you don't listen... We can't help you. Exactly. If you listen, we're helping. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we were going to have a dynamic matchup tonight. But we have been robbed of it. Thanks to Jordan Clarkson. Thank you very much, Jordan Clarkson. (laughs) And listen, I don't want to take away from it because it was a hell of a defensive play. But Zion, once he's in the air, he's a defenseless player. Jordan Clarkson makes a hell of a block. And Zion comes down hard on his hip and his back, and now he's going to be out. And you know, anytime anything is remotely bothering Zion Williamson, the Pelicans organization, <laughs> David Griffith, they're going to be conservative in terms of their approach and handling. Shut him down. Shut him down. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I don't blame them on that front. And it does, it is kind of annoying. That it happens this early in the season. Yeah, but you know what? You'd like to see him work through some of that stuff. I mean, you, you can't handle him with kids' gloves his entire career, right? No. 
I mean, Anthony Davis had a similar fall the other day, and, you know, he's playing through that. Now, I don't know how well he's playing, but you get what I'm saying. Like, at some point, you got to work past this stuff. Yeah, at some point you do. And that's why, like, my biggest number of the entire NBA season is 65. And that is the number of games I would love to see Zion Williamson play this year. Mm-hmm. Am I getting greedy? It's already feeling like I'm getting greedy already. When it may just be a one or two game thing, but these kind of things feel like they're going to continue to pop up. Yeah, he's that guy, and he has am that, I being greedy? No, you're not being greedy, but he's that guy, and he has that kind of game, Carl. And I talked about it in their regular season debut against the Nets. The guy took 22 shots, and all of them were within the restricted area. I mean, we don't think of him as a big, but that's what he is. Yeah, he's a big like he's he's Shaquille O'Neal that can dribble a little bit better. He's got a better handle. He's got a better floor vision. But that's the kind of game that Zion plays. It's a physical style. He's bigger than everybody else, so he's not going to get the benefit of foul calls. And so, yeah, I think opponents are going to be overly physical with him, which means that he's going to be susceptible to more injuries. So I hate it. But at the same time, I know when he's on the court, I've got my my TV turned to that channel, tuned to that channel because I gotta see it. I gotta watch it. You know, on the flip side, the matchup that we would have wanted was Doncic and and Zion tonight. Yeah, Luca is the favorite on Caesar Sportsbook right now at plus three ninety to win the MVP. Yeah, because he's averaging thirty three and a half points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Or, right, yeah, that'll do it. But <laughs> why is it that I feel like that Luca's not going to be the MVP this year? I feel like Luca is putting himself in this position to be a guy that other players, as great as he is, maybe they're starting to shy away from wanting to play with Luca because he can be a little, not temperamental is not the word, but impatient. Well, not even that. He's going to play a very specific style of basketball. Yes. His usage rate is through the roof. Luca he's, ball. Ball, he's ball dominant. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's... It's basically, let me see if I can take my guy one-on-one, break down the defense, and if I draw a double team, then I'll kick it out to you for an open shot. That is the Dallas Mavericks offense. Now, I do think it'll be better with Christian Wood because he's a big that can stretch the floor a little bit, gives them more of a front-court presence. But even when they had Jalen Brunson last year, it wasn't until Luka was out those first couple of games against the Jazz where you saw Jalen Brunson shine. You didn't know what Jalen Brunson could do, because Luca's got the ball the whole damn time. So I, I just think it's going to be tough to recruit other star players to want to come play that brand of basketball. I think it is, too. And with, without, I will say this. It'll be tough until Luca can prove he can win championships. If he can prove he can win championships playing his way, then other guys will come ring chase. But until that point, it'll make it tough for other stars to want to come play alongside it. Well, but this, this is my point. In winning an MVP... I think in the NBA, it would be exceptionally more difficult than, like, in baseball to win an MVP on a team that's decent. It's just, yeah. you know, in baseball, that can happen. We've yeah. seen it. I think it's more difficult in the NBA for that to be the case, even though Luka is the true superstar on his team. If they were to be a top three team in the West, okay. I'm not convinced that's what the Mavericks are going to be. Well, here's the thing, though. You say that, but we just saw Nikola Jokic win back-to-back MVPs, and last year the Denver Nuggets weren't a top three, four team in the Western Conference. Yeah, I understand that. I understand Okay, But I think that Jokic's numbers were so far off the charts for the kind of player that he is, that's 
that's what's wanted for him. And I'm well, not saying that Luke is not going to put up those numbers. But that's what I was about to say. I yeah. think Luke is trending in that direction. It could be in that same territory. But again, does that equate to winning in today's NBA? All right, well, let me ask you this just flat out because I know what my answer is. Right now, if you are starting a team, are you starting it with Luka Doncic? If you're starting a team in the league right now, because for me, if I have to start a team today, I am starting it with John Morant. Am I starting a team with Luka Doncic? No, I'm going with Giannis. And I get that Giannis is older than Luka or Ja, but Giannis is 27 years old, Carlin, and he's already got a championship on his resume and is showing no signs of slowing down. And we had Mark Barnes on here earlier, and he said this guy just continues to get better. He just yeah. continues to get better. Like, that's the thing about Giannis. He's always constantly improving, working on his game. So, no, nah, man, that's the dude I got to roll with. Giannis Antetokounmpo would be the player that I would start a team with. And, Carlin, I'm not convinced that he's not the best player in the NBA right now. Oh, I, listen, I, I would not argue with that. My idea behind starting with Ja is 23 and at the position that he plays. Yeah. I, I would rather start my team with that guy, but it's 1-1A. One one yeah. I'll put Giannis right behind him, but yeah. I absolutely would pick Ja in front of him. Okay. I, but with Luka... I don't think there's a wrong answer when we're talking about those three players, though, so I'm clear. Is Luka in the top five of those guys that you would start a team with? Well, listen, Luka, in my book, is a top three player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think he's that good. I think Luka right now today is a top three player in the NBA. I'm asking the question, though. Do you start the team with him? No. I just told you the yeah. answer. No. Canteen and Carl at ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Money, 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 money. That is all I have to tease is money. You want to listen? That's on you. <laughs> can't help you. Like a horse to the bank, but you can't make him cash the check. Can or the, something can the, like can that. Can the horse sign the check? I <laughs> I don't even know if the horse can sign the check. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe I don't Mr. Know. Ed. <laughs> it's a pretty smart horse. Can't see Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. It's the Zappy Hour, baby. <laughs> it's the Zappy Hour. Let's go. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and bust it through your smart speakers. You got to love it, Carlin, right? You the, have to. The Zappy Hour? Come on, man. 
It's a beautiful thing. There are just there are entirely too many jokes that I just I cannot even fathom trying to say right now. Do any of them include Zach Wilson or sure Stif- or Stifler? <laughs> You know what? You got, you got it covered. I'm good. You, you all got it covered. You get the point. Let's, let's just make you some money. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Can we talk about this? Are we calling this a primetime parlay or not? No, this is not a primetime no, parlay. No. Uh, primetime parlays are mainly NFL. But yeah. we've got a small little parlay for you to consider this evening, again, winners last night on the Bears game with a three-prong parlay that paid at plus 365. Mm. Mm. Uh, tonight, Golden State Phoenix late. Team, the total, 227. We're going over 227. No question. Let's be clear on that. Uh, points for particular players. Jordan Poole. 15 and a half. Love that. Over. Love that. Over 15 and a half. And then do you want to throw in somebody's rebounds or assists? What do we got? You want Golden State or Phoenix? I'll give you just one or two. I'll give you, you know, over rebounds. Clay, uh, Draymond, six and a half. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, six and a half. Steph, six and a half. That's on rebounds. Uh, for, for Phoenix, Chris Paul, four and a half. Ten and a half. DeAndre Ayton. Michael Bridges, four and a half rebounds. I like that, Draymond Green. Six and a half, you said? Yes. Yeah, let's go over six and a half over rebounds Over six for and a half. Yeah. This three-leg same-game parlay on Caesar Sportsbook pays out at plus 530. Ooh! Woo. Again, it is over total points, 227. Over Jordan Poole, 15 and a half. Over Draymond Green, total rebounds, Six and a half. Just as a rule of thumb at this point in the NBA season, you kind of have to go with all the overs, right? Yeah, you if do. you're going to take the over under, you go over because nobody's playing defense this time of year, right? No, no, no. <laughs> nobody's playing any kind of defense this time of year. No, absolutely not. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is. Three and out. All right, three and out. Since we were just talking about it, Suns and Warriors get together tonight. Two of the best point guards of all time. It's Steph Curry with 33. And Chris Paul just reached a milestone, 11,000 career assists. 11,000 career assists for Chris Paul. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty good. That is not too shabby. Uh why not? A little on thin ice. Where is Ryan Matlack? Let's get to it. we got to make it quick. we only got time for... You've got eight seconds. Go. Uh, big game tonight on ESPN. Avalanche and Rangers. Evan Wilner's Rangers. Big one. Former goaltender facing the guy that took over in New York. Igor. Going to be a hell of a matchup. Okay, I was actually joking when I said eight seconds. We got we got Georgie versus Shesterkin. We sure do. The return do. of Georgiev. Oh, I like it. Georgie versus Shesterkin. This is going to be a good one. Mm. It's going to be a grudge match. It's going to be a good I one. Like I was feeling hockey in the air today. We had mess down here recording some liners. That's messy. I call him mess. Uh, oh, you, was, you call yeah. him. Yes. He's, he's on. He's got that kind of relationship with. We're him. feeling mm-hmm. blue shirts today, so it's going to be a fun one. Take the under. Okay, back to you guys. What about the second game of the ESPN doubleheader tonight, Matt Lack? Yeah. 
That's it has a- Las Vegas taking on San Jose. Go. Yeah, you know, a sore spot for me. Leafs took a real bad one, got dummied by the Knights last night. So uh, I'm not going to be watching, but you should because it's ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he's a true fan. He can't watch because it's a team that dominated his squad last night. Absolutely dummied. Not- yeah, not into uh, Phil Kessel breaking Keith Yandel's record for consecutive games played, huh? Uh, we, should, not. we should all be into that because Phil Kessel is the everyman. Doesn't drink water, eats candy, and the guy is an absolute Iron Man. So all the credit to him. Kind of like Mikey C here at ESPN Radio. So maybe that's why we're, <laughs> maybe that's why we're really uh, big fans. Listen, if he's the everyman and he's like Mikey C, I'm in. I'm on board. And then finally... Adam Silver addresses team tanking for Victor Webb and Yama. Um, this was with Malika Andrews uh, yesterday. Addressed the tanking and the heavy interest for Webb and Yama and, and basically says that changes the league has made, like flattening lottery odds to added, adding the play-in tournament, have decreased the incentive to purposely lose games. Chris, it's a nice thought. I think we're still going to have plenty of teams trying to tank. Yeah, to get it's going to be a race to the bottom. They're saying that this guy might be the best basketball prospect ever, Carlin. The best prospect ever? That includes LeBron James. That includes Kareem coming out of UCLA and Power Memorial once upon a time. I have a hard time believing he's going to be that good, but that's what people that are respected in this industry are saying. And so, yeah, I think there are going to be other talent evaluators around the NBA that are saying, you know what, Well, let's not – try to win games this year so we can get more lotto balls for Webb and Yama. I, I, I think it is wishful thinking on Adam's part when they have this kind of a prospect coming out that teams are not going to actively take. Well, that's what's so unique about basketball, right? Because one player can make that kind of a difference. He's going to play on both sides of the court, offense and defense, and you only got five guys for one team out there at a time. One player can make that much of a difference in terms of changing the fortunes of one team. And Webanyama seems like that transcendent talent that can do that for a franchise. It certainly feels that way. And look, as far as Adam Silver's concerned, I give him credit. They have done everything they can within reason. But Chris, I don't know that you're ever going to be able to fix it perfectly. I, I really don't. Because there's too much incentive for teams that have no appeal as a free agent destination to try to go out and tank so that they have to draft the guy. If that's the only way you can get him, that's what you have to do. So, in the end, it's nice to think that they could discourage it. Mm, I'm thinking, not going to work. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.